Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. If you need to buy something, sell something, or whatever you want to do on Fiverr, just go to bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr today to get your gig or to put your gig on Fiverr and help support the program as well. That is bit.ly slash GOP J-O-S-H Fiverr F-I-V-E-R-R. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. You're listening to the voice of the future. Fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. They stayed. The church service never ended. It's still going on tonight. We told you about all this last night, and we interviewed the school student body president. After the show, we found ourselves still thinking about it. We didn't fully understand what was happening at Asbury, and we don't really understand it now. We're not sure anyone does understand it. But whatever is going on seemed wonderful, seemed like the sort of thing we badly need more of. So we started making plans to go to Kentucky on Friday, tomorrow, to see the service for ourselves. And then this morning, a remarkable thing happened. We got a call from Asbury University asking us not to come. It's not personal, they said. They like our show. But the ongoing service at Asbury is purely spiritual. It's got nothing to do with politics or business. No one there is making money from it or planning a run for office. It's mostly just young people worshiping God, young people finding meaning and answers in a country that increasingly doesn't offer much of either. It's not really a place for TV cameras. And we understood that. In fact, we deeply respected it. When you work in television, you run into a lot of people who want publicity. You almost never meet anyone who doesn't want publicity. And when you do meet people who don't want publicity, they're either doing something wrong or, in the rarest of all cases, they're doing something right. Something so right and so beautiful and so true that media coverage can't enhance it. It can only detract from it. We think that's what's happening at Asbury University. God bless them for turning us down. Hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in here on the Red Future Radio Network. Really appreciate it as always. So that was actually a clip from Tucker Carlson tonight where he was going to go down or he not him, but his crew was going to go down to uh, Asbury University, which is where they were having that major revival. Some were calling it service. I mean, it was a fantastic event. I think they kind of cut it off now where it's not happening. 
right now they weren't allowing people in because it was interrupting their their main goal, which is to teach students. But what God was doing through those children was fantastic. So that was a fantastic event. Um, it was it was massive. I mean, it, it grew to like twenty plus schools. What was going on in Asbury? Um, so I just wanted to put that out there. There's not a lot of t- lot to talk about with that, but I wanted to play that clip from Tucker Carlson. It's not very often people will turn down media coverage in any capacity um, for their event or for their service or for their campaign or for their personal activism, whatever they might be doing. Very seldom ever does anyone ever turn media coverage down in any capacity, including this program. The fact they would doing the right thing is incredibly telling about these people in a good way. I'm very glad they turned it down because I think it would kind of ruin the vibe, so to speak, of what was going on there uh, with the spiritual awakening. But what was going on there was fantastic. And I wanted to cover it a little bit here. Also, really quick, I want to cover Jimmy Carter, um, the former president. He is um, he is in hospice care. Now, I'm not going to be the person to come on this program, come on the social media page, come anywhere and say, thank goodness. I'm glad he's not the president. I, I, I am glad of that. But he is a genuinely good man from his public events, from his public spirit, from what he's done for the public, in the public, since his presidency. Not everyone who gets into office or gets into politics is meant to be in politics. I don't think Jimmy Carter was ever meant to be in politics. But he got his notoriety through that and through his uh, peanut farm. The longest living American president ever, he has entered home hospice care, spending time with his family um, for the remainder of his time. He was not that popular of a guy, a popular of a president. He only served one term. He was defeated by Ronald Reagan in the massive landslide in 1980. Um, and he, what he did was fantastic um, outside of his presidency. He did the building homes. He got through a lot of health crises, cancer, he beat melanoma. I mean, he's had a, a fantastic fight in life. And I don't want to go out there and rain on his parade or talk about what he did wrong. Because I don't think anyone on their deathbed should look back and see what they did wrong. I think he should look back at the positivity that has been made in the world thanks to his personal finances and his personal joy and what he's done outside of politics. And from what he's done with the... um. Building homes. I mean, he built so many homes for homeless people. Just based on that alone, um, we should applaud him and honor his life. So he's not passed away yet, but we honor his life on this President's Day. Thank you, Jimmy Carter, for what you've done for this country, even if it wasn't in the presidency, but outside of the presidency. What you've done. Moving on here now, I want to say happy President's Day to you all. Maybe you got the day off work or school, but... Happy President's Day to Donald J. Trump, the real president of the United States. Um, Yeah, let's move on. So Project Veritas, and not a lot of good news today. Project Veritas is the group that leaked a lot of big stories. They leaked that Pfizer was manipulating the COVID to make the vaccine, um, how they were trying to use gain-of-function to get the vaccine out there before COVID actually happened to prevent COVID, and then they were going to spread this, and then whoever didn't get the vaccine would die. That was their plan. Project Veritas leaked this story. And at that point, James O'Keefe was removed. Now, 
I don't know if it's connected to the whole organization, connected to Pfizer, what it's connected to. But as of right now, he is no longer with the organization he founded. Um, James O'Keefe, the hidden camera sting artist who deceptive practices scandalized journalism and thrown his audience of hardcore conservatives, has formally left Project Veritas, the nonprofit media organization he created. Reached on his cell phone on Monday, a few minutes before his ouster became official. O'Keefe refused to discuss whether he was preparing to exit. Um, I can't, said longtime board member George Skankel before hanging up the phone. He can't comment. A po- Twitter post by Neil McGabe, a former Project Veritas spokesperson who now works for One American News, reported on Monday that O'Keefe read his resignation letter to the former team and board members at their mem- uh, Memorock, New York headquarters on Monday morning. Um, O'Keefe had not resigned, but had been rather removed from his position of CEO by the Project Veritas board. I will leak in the show notes below. Link, not leak, but link in the show notes below the video he delivered to his, in, in the speech he delivered to his staff. It is a 44-minute video worth every penny and worth every second of your time. You don't have to pay for it. I don't know why I said penny, but worth every second of your time. It's the Vimeo link, the third link in the show notes below. Um, and what he's done there and what he's said in there. He was placed on leave after the event with... Um, Pfizer, and then he was just removed. They voted to remove him from the board, remove him from his position, but not for formally get rid of him. He was just had no position in the company he founded, no pay. He was pretty much, if he did any work, it'd be for free. He couldn't represent the company. He couldn't talk to donors. He was locked down in his company that he founded. Think of that. You are one of the best journalists in American history. Uncover pardon me, uncovering more stories than any journalist probably ever, ever ever has in American history. And you are removed from your own organization because you covered and broke too many stories. I don't know what the actual root of it was. They claimed it was because he had to pay for a wedding using company funds even though he's not married. I don't know what the, what the root cause is, but I know that there is no Project Veritas without James O'Keefe. And I know for a fact that I will never give a dime to Project Veritas, will never support Project Veritas, air Project Veritas, without James O'Keefe on board, because James O'Keefe is Project Veritas. There is not a Project Veritas that does not involve James O'Keefe. Without James O'Keefe, Project Veritas would not exist. And the fact that they are just shutting it down and and shutting James O'Keefe down is disgusting. So don't support Project Veritas. Don't support what they're doing. Maybe they're they're doing right. Maybe they're, they're doing something right. But the fact that he is out, the fact that they are Removing him for, frankly, no reason is disgusting. And I hope to see them fall. And I hope to see something big, better come in their place. Because it's not going to be it. Without James O'Keefe, there is no Project Veritas. And I'm, I'm going to repeat, keep repeating that. Just it, it, it doesn't happen. There isn't a world with Project Veritas in it without James O'Keefe also in it. Back after this on the Red Feature Radio Network, this is GOP Josh on the Conservative Crusader. Stay right here. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. Glad to be with you all today. Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services and offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. 
Voiceover, translation, logo design, articles and blog posts, proofreading, graphic design, and digital marketing are just a few of the services offered on Fiverr. Go to bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R, to get a Fiverr gig for your business or hobby today. That is bit.ly slash GOP J-O-S-H-F-I-V-E-R-R today. Blackout Coffee is a patriotic and tasty coffee company that offers coffee, hot chocolate, mugs, shirts, and more. Get some great coffee at blackoutcoffee.com today and use code TSMS for 10% off your order and also to support the Red Feature Radio Network, TSMS at blackoutcoffee.com. Patreon is the best way to support the program directly. Um, $3 a month, you can get access to content with me, a direct line with me uh, through that platform. They also sponsor our phone line, 57-GOP-JOSH-757-475-6747. Open to the public. Uh, that phone line is. You can support us through Patreon, patreon.com slash GOP-JOSH, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash G-O-P-J-O-S-H is the link for that. Also, Red Feature Radio has now started our sports program, uh, talking about American sports. I don't know if they'll go into European sports and, and, and foreign sports, but as of now, NFL, NBA, MLB, XFL, uh, NFL, um, I said that already, uh, which uh, National Hockey League, um, NHL, will all be covered on the Red Feature Radio sports program. Just go to the first link in the show notes below that says RFR Sports, and then a link subsequently following that. Bark, bark. Mark Box presents Red Feature Radio Sports is that show. It's a fantastic program, by the way. Um, so make sure you watch that and listen to that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor. And pretty soon on the Red Feature Radio site, as soon as we get in control of that and I'm able to update it. But yeah, that is our Paying the Bills segment for the day. Make sure you listen to the Red Feature Radio Sports program. The president on President's Day, Donald, or <laughs> sorry, Joe Biden, supposedly the president, the, the, the resident in chief, President Poopy Pants is in the Ukraine. Now think here, and I want you to really get this big picture. Over the time that he decided to be in Ukraine, he could have been spending in Ohio. During the time he could have been in Ukraine, he could have been spending anywhere else in in America with major tragedies. Right now in Bedford, Ohio, uh, breaking pretty much right now, there is a large blaze at a metal fabrication facility. Um, powerful explosions have occurred and 12 or more people have suffered severe burns. The area is covered in debris and thick smoke can be seen for miles away. Imagine if Biden was in East Palestine, Ohio right now. And they're like, yeah, looking at the water, trying some of the water to see if it was safe. No, he went to the Ukraine on an unscheduled visit, or at least publicly unscheduled visit, on President's Day. Kyiv, Ukraine. President Biden made a dramatic unannounced visit to Kyiv on Monday in a display of robust American support for Ukraine just four days before the anniversary of Russia's full-scale invasion. The high-risk visit to the historic Ukraine capital, where air raid sirens blared as Biden walked the streets with President Volodymyr Zelensky, signaled continued commitment to the United States, the largest financial and military backer of Ukraine's effort to repeal Russian invaders from its territory. Um, Could you imagine if Biden went walking through the streets of East Palestine, Ohio, or Columbus, Ohio? or Dayton, Ohio, or Bloomingburg, or uh, Illinois, or any anywhere else in America, in middle America. He won't walk the streets. He won't, he won't just go through, have a security around him, have a guest with him, down the streets of Washington, D.C., of Los Angeles, California, of New York, New York, of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or Pennsylvania um, capital, what, blinging me. <laughs> I'm blanking today. Um, Philadelphia. I mean, he won't do that. But he'll fly 6,000 miles away, a 10-hour plane, to get to Ukraine 
to commit another half a billion dollars to their anti-Russia efforts. Could you imagine what East Palestine water treatment could do with $1 million? What the people of East Palestine who are affected by this crisis at the worst could do with a million dollars, half a million dollars in the small town? But East Palestine is 70% Republican, 70% conservative. So why would they? Why would they worry about the conservative parts of America? Why would they worry about the Trump populist parts of America? Why would they worry about the America that pays the tax dollars and keeps the lights on in the White House? Why would they worry about the electrical workers, the factory workers, the restaurant workers? When they can worry about the faraway land in Ukraine that was a territory of Russia until they decided not to be one day. Let's worry about that. Let's make that our top priority. Well, 10% for the big guy. Let's make that our absolute number one thing is making sure that the Ukraine has plenty of money. Plenty of money to fight off Russia. There are 170 plus countries in this world. There is no reason America needs to be bearing the burden for Ukraine. We are in a proxy world war. China, Iran are behind Russia. Us and NATO are behind Ukraine. And we are getting ourselves into some deep bleep. Where if Russia decided one day to use the nuclear button, use the big red button, press that, Ukraine's wiped off the map. Now China can say, okay, we've started, beep, and there's the United States. They've already flown balloons. They've already done this and that. But the biggest priority we have right now, the best thing we could do, and and I'm not a national security expert. I want to clarify that. The best thing we could do is to just clear up our streets and not worry about Ukraine, not worry about the proxy war. Getting involved, pouring our resources into the Ukraine is only going to prove detrimental to our society and detrimental to our country and detrimental to those who we're supposed to care about. We're supposed to care about our people. But we are more worried about the Ukrainians than we are the Americans and the people we're supposed to to support and, and put money towards and put through school and healthcare and whatever else we're supposed to do as a government. And I disagree with the healthcare part. But um, and, and so there we are. On President's Day, our president is nowhere to be seen except for in Ukraine, which... You can argue it may not even be a country, legitimately. All right, let's let's move on to the real president, Donald Trump, on President's Day. The Supreme Court has to reconsider a case to reinstate Donald Trump. And I don't use the applause button much anymore, it's tacky, but this deserves some applause. The U.S. Supreme Court is set to consider whether or not to hear a lawsuit that seeks to remove President Joe Biden from the White House and reinstate former President Donald Trump to office. Brunson v. Adams' lawsuit claims that foreign law, foreign law that, I'm sorry, that lawmakers violated their oaths of office by alleging to fail, uh, failing to investigate a foreign intervention in the 2020 presidential race, which allegedly rigged the election against Trump. The case is based on the claim that the defendants, who include Congress members Biden, Harris, Pence, voted to certify the 2020 election after receiving a valid request from 154 members of Congress to investigate unfounded claims of electoral fraud in six states. Um, 
And I pressed the thumbnail. Thank you, Newsweek. The Supreme Court declined to consider the lawsuit on January 9th, but the plaintiff, Raylan Brunson, filed a re- an appeal on the 23rd. Now the court has to reconsider whether or not to hear the case, according to an update from the SCOTUS website that reads the lawsuit was distributed for conference on Friday. The petition was denied. We now make our next move. Brunson wrote on a Facebook after the, uh, after the court declined the case on January 9th. Uh, the Hill reported last month a petition for reconsideration. Hang in there, everyone. Brunson lawsuits uh, claim that his election fraud made his vote for Trump in 2020 invalid when he cast his ballot. He raised the case in lower courts, which dismissed it for the lack of jurisdiction. It's a long shot. There's a long chance that Trump wins and, and, and gets back in, co- in the presidency. But it could happen. And the reason it could happen is you have to look at this in a, in a bigger p- picture here. We have a president that is illegitimate in the White House right now. Many people know this. Everyone on, on every side of the aisle knows that, that Joe Biden is illegitimate. We have Trump, who is the legitimate president, who is currently winning his re-election campaign handedly the third time. And the court can look at that and say, yeah, we can see how the people love Trump, how Trump won the election, how without the ballot box and without the fraud, without the, the, the ballot rejection, Trump could have very well won this election. Just take a look at it. You know how liberals' heads will turn if they just bring it in for conference. But let's think here of of the work Trump did for the people. Kavanaugh, Barrett, Gorsuch. On the court. Three of them he fought for, Republicans fought for, conservatives fought for on the ground. Everything they could to get Kavanaugh, uh, Kavanaugh, Barrett, and and Gorsuch on the court. Are they going to turn the back on the people that voted for Trump again? Trump won 2020. He won 2016. He will win 2024. He will win 2028. He will win 2032 if he's still up and fighting in 2032. Until he gets back in the White House, he is the rightful president of the United States. That's why I celebrate him on President's Day, not Joe Biden. And we need to all remember that. Back after this on the Red Future Radio Network, talking about 2024, uh, Nikki Haley's just stupid comment. She's never going to win. Um, Don Lemon. Just getting removed. He's he's no longer on his morning show. Um, back after this on the Red Feature Radio Network. Stay right here. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. Hey everyone, it's Joe P. Josh. We can only keep the Conservative Crusader podcast or or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash theconservativecrusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected, but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. You're listening to the Red Future Radio Network. GOP Josh, Vice President of the Red Future Radio Network, COO, 
sitting in with you today on the Red Future Radio Network program, uh, the Conservative Crusader. As always, our website is redfutureradio.com. My website is gopjosh.com. Our social media pages, gopjosh20 on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook uh, is at gopjosh. Um, Truth Socials, gopjosh, Getter, Parler, Tro- uh, Telegram, Gab. But I only use those if, the, if big news is going on. Um, on those platforms, so check all those out there. If you missed my interviews with Roger Stone, Matt Mayer, John Doyle, make sure you check those at, out on uh, our page, on our podcast page. You can check that out at gopjosh.com. Trump is the top pick among Republicans for 2024. Are you surprised? I'm not. Former President Donald Trump remains a top pick among Republican voters to clinch the 2024 presidential nomination, according to recent polling from Harvard's uh, Caps-Harris poll. Nearly half of the respondents in the February 15th and 16th poll supported Trump, who in the survey polled twice as high as rival Don, uh, former Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Also, I want to play a clip here if I can find it from Johnny Maga, who is a great patriot on, on social media. Um, first off, I want to play this clip from uh, Kaylee McEnany first, where she's pretty much encouraging uh, DeSantis to get in, and I don't think she's wrong. Coming what she after says. her, likely Pompeo, Pence, all of the others as we await for potentially the biggest name to come in, which is Ron DeSantis. I do think when you look at Nikki Haley's polling, she was at about 1%, now she's at 3%. She was the hottest name in Republican politics in 2011 to like 2015, mm-hmm. I would say. This and is I want to clarify here, if she would have ran in, in 2012, she would have won the nomination and probably not have won against Obama. But she would have been a lot stronger than she is today. Had she ran in 2016, she probably would have gotten close to the nomination, obviously trounced by Trump, but she probably would have been third place. Just just wanted to put that out there. Case, what you're watching right now, polling at 3% for Governor Ron DeSantis to get in now. People say, will he get in? Will he wait? How can you wait when you are currently the hottest governor in Republican politics, seeing how hard it is to regenerate that attention almost a decade later? Yeah, if Ron DeSantis wants a future in politics, he'd hop in now. Um, if he loses his career is over if he doesn't run his career is over (laughs) i mean this is the peak he'll ever have he will never be able to run in 2028 unless he goes for vice president now he will never be able to run again unless he runs in 2024 and wins right so there's there's no future for ron DeSantis that doesn't include a 2024 run if he wins one percent chance he wins and if he gets through he's the president he's got a career for the next eight years or four years depending on how they fraud him out and if he is, um, if he doesn't run, this is his peak. His popularity peak is right now. He is not as popular now as he was in 2020, as he was in 2022. He is falling in popularity as we speak, and he's not going to have a peak again. He should hop in right now if he's going to run. Otherwise, he's out of it. He wrote a book. He went to New York, and I want to play this clip from Johnny Maga. Well, good morning. Now is not obviously. I just came up from Florida. Is this Florida North or is Florida Staten Island South? How many of you are Florida residents? Do we have any? We have a couple. How many of you have immediate family who are Florida residents? How many of you maybe have like property in Florida? Then yeah. How many of you someday may end up being a Florida resident? It's a very just cringe clip. He has no po- uh, no personality, no popularity. Um. He's he, he's going to run. He's not going to win. And if he doesn't hop in like right now, he's not going to have a chance at running and have a chance at winning. But he is the pop, most popular uh, second choice against Trump. Nikki Haley is in fourth place. Mike Pence above her. Um, after Haley's actually formally announced her candidacy, no one else has against Trump um, except for like Corey Stapleton. 
that we had on the program. The same poll asked Republican respondents who they would vote for if Trump uh, did not run. 39% said DeSantis, Pence with 17, Haley with 10, Ted Cruz with 5. The poll shows Trump beating both DeSantis and Haley in a hypothetical head-to-head race. Supporters more split among Trump and DeSantis with 56% choosing the former president and 46% choosing Florida governor. Support was more clear with the Trump in a hypothetical matchup between he and Haley. Haley doesn't have a chance. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, she's wasting her money if she hops in now. She's just trying to bank her pocket. Is all she's trying to do, put money in her pocket uh, for that. This is a, a, a troth central, truth social from Trump. DeSantis loves losers like Jeb Bush, Paul Ryan, and Karl Rove, and it is getting clobbered in polls by me. Trump wrote, DeSantis is a rhino who is trying to hide his past. Absolutely right, Donald Trump. Absolutely right. Harris poll and Harris X survey was conducted on February 15th and 16th among more than 1,800 registered voters, and Trump is winning bigly. Yeah, I mean, Ron DeSantis can hop in, and if he hops in and Trump's like, yeah, okay, I'll lay off the attacks, I think DeSantis has a chance, but until then, he's just, he's not gonna, not gonna win. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's just, there's a big thing there. They're going to try their best to get Trump out of office, um, and not get him in there, but he's going to, he's going to win. Frankly speaking, we know that we know he's a big guy. He's a, he's a conservative man. He's a proud patriot. He's got the good issues page. His issues page on his website, donaldjtrump.com is fantastic. You can get a cool hat. I know you can't see this as an audio podcast, but you can see my hat right now. It's the white one on his website at at, at donaldjtrump.com. A fantastic hat. Fits nice. Looks good. Um, I, I want you to read. I want to read you his page that he has here. His website. His his policy page. Um, economic prosperity for all. Secure America's borders. Restore public safety. Peace through strength. Reclaim free speech. Dismantle the deep state. This is a policy page for a former president who is running again. This is fantastic. I'm sorry. He is the he is the best guy for 2024. There is no one better, no one even close to better than Trump. No one even close to Trump that's worse. I mean, he is just he he runs the field with all of them. Absolutely. I'm so excited for Trump 2024. And I'll be able to vote. So people people are on Twitter like, "You can't vote. You can't talk about politics." You can't vote. You can't say, yeah, well, 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 well you know, um, you, you have no opinion. I can vote next time, my people. I can vote next time around. I can vote in 2024, and I will vote for the real president, Donald J. Trump. Um, I want to play this one-minute clip from CBS This Morning, or actually Face the Nation. Uh, let me give you some pretenses first. Nikki Haley says that we should have politicians over the age of 75 take a competency test. This is her entire thing. Nikki Haley's entire campaign is, I'm not Trump, and Trump is senile, and Trump is old, and Trump is 80 years old. Okay, he's old. I don't care. He's not my favorite thing, but he's not not, not a big deal. Well, we need to have uh, mental capacity tests for every president and every candidate for office that's in in the country. Um, Here's the clip. Former Ambassador Nikki Haley is running for president, as you know, and she said there should be a mandatory mental competency test for politicians older than 75. You're 81. Do you take offense at that? What did she mean? Do I don't think- understand what she was. <laughs> you know, I think that's absurd. You know, there's a level. Absurd. Yeah. You know, we, we are fighting racism. We're fighting sexism. We're fighting homophobia. I think we should also be fighting ageism. Trust people. Look at people. 
and say, you know, this person's competent, this person's not competent. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of 40-year-olds out there who ain't particularly competent. <laughs> um, you're, uh, is he talking about um, Pete Buttigieg? <laughs> All the people. You know, you look at the individual. I don't think you make a blanket statement. Okay. So when it comes to the current president or the former president and their age range, it doesn't concern you. Look at what they do, what they believe in. Mm -hmm. What are they fighting for? What does Donald Trump stand for? Do you believe in that? Well, I certainly don't. What does Joe Biden stand for? What is he doing? Has he accomplished? Look at look at him in that way, not on age. And I don't Former think he's entirely wrong there. I want to clarify. Um, he's saying age shouldn't be the only thing. And I don't think Nikki Haley's saying age should be the only thing. But when you really look at it, the presidency is just a, a you're, you're a puppet, pretty much. Even if you're Trump, even if you're Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, you are a puppet for someone else in power. The people are the chief of staff, the staffers, the people who actually write the bills, write the legislation to send to Congress to get passed and then then to put their signature on it. Um, that's not done by the president himself. I don't think the last president to probably write a bill is probably George Washington, if he even wrote anything or actually do anything. You know what I'm trying to get at here? Um, yeah, I, I don't think if the values are right, if what they believe in is right, we should have slight mental capacity tests and, and competency tests for interaction with foreign officials. But I mean, inherently, just because he's senile doesn't mean that Joe Biden can't serve. He's senile and he makes us look like a fool is why he can't serve. And he's senile and he sells information to Ukraine is why he can't serve. And he sells information to China is why he can't serve. It's not entirely his age and it's not only his age and it's not ever going to be only his age. There's a lot of things going on in, in Biden's head that says he cannot serve. But inherently, if a president or a candidate for president goes out there and says what you believe in, you can vote for them. And if you think they're capable, you can vote for them. But the actual capacity of the president and the, and the competency of the president is important. It is not the number one thing. It is not the most important thing to keeping our country afloat is having a competent president. I think it's a majorly important thing, and I think we should have a president who does not have dementia, does not have Alzheimer's of any sort. But it's not like it's the end-all, be-all for our country. And I'm not trying to defend Joe Biden here. I'm not trying to defend Bernie Sanders here. I'm just saying I agree with him in this capacity, and I'm not going to say I disagree with him because he's a Democrat. Um, so back after this on the program, Don Lemon, we're, we're talking about um, Nikki Haley again. I think this show this, this show is single-handedly keeping her afloat, this, this, this exact program that you're listening to right now, the conservative crusaders, probably keeping her afloat in her poll numbers. But um, yeah, we're going to talk about her and Don Lemon got in trouble for something he said about her on, on his own program. Um, we'll just talk about that. We'll play the clip later in the program. Back after this, GOP Josh, Red Future Radio Network. Thank you for being here. Back after this on our Monday edition. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader brought to you by Fiverr, B-I-T-L-Y slash G-O-P Josh Fiverr or the link in the show notes below, F-I-V-E-R-R. -R. Um, yeah, that's, that's the 
the sponsor for this segment is Fiverr. Thank you for being here. Support, uh, Fiverr. The pro- portion of the program brought to you by Fiverr, B-I-C-D-L-Y slash G-O-P, Josh, F-I-V-E-R-R, is the webpage. I'm going to play this clip here from Don Lemon and CNN. This this clip is, is courtesy of CNN. Um, play cut. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that, I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What are you talking That's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll say, if you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s, and 40s. I don't necessarily. 40s. Oh, I got it. I'm not decade. saying I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that we, you know politicians aren't in their prime. You need to need qualify. To Are you talking about prime for like childbearing, or are you don't talking shoot about the prime I'm for just being saying president? What the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home. When is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime, and they need to be in their prime when they serve, because she wouldn't be in her prime, according to Google, Google or whatever it is. (laughs) Okay. Let's Google it. When is a woman in her prime? Let's Google that for you. Um, After the age of 50, uh, as far as having wisdom and verve and the experience to use both wisely, most women are in their prime after the age of 50. Don Lemon. Google, I, I just Googled it on, on the Google search engine. This isn't like DuckDuckGo or Brave. Even DuckDuckGo, let's, let's do that one too. We know every CNN user uses uh, DuckDuckGo. Um, nothing. Now let's use Brave really quick just just to to put that out there too. Um, try them all. This one brings up, Brave brings up. I have them all uh, here and Brave takes forever to load which is why I don't use Brave primarily. Um, but it's not going to bring up much more than then DuckDuckGo and, and, and Google. So Don Lemon was probably referring to childbearing, and you can say that's the woman's prime and that's their purpose, and you can say that, but I don't think he is the kind of man to talk about that. Does uh, Don Lemon wife? Does he have a wife? Is he married? Is he um? Does not say. Oh, he's he's a. He's an homosexual man. That makes so much sense now. He he knows nothing about women. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, here it is. Uh, Quora actually comes up on Brave between the ages of 35 and 40. So, I guess he was almost right. T- 20s and 30s. You can't run for president then. Um, so, she, so Don Lemon is... We're, we are reliable sources on CNN now because they, they benched that show. Don Lemon will not appear Monday on CNN this morning as his future on the show continued to be discussed at the highest levels within the network. He was forced to make a groveling apology to CNN staffers on Friday after making this offensive remark. Um, Not an apology, apparently, listed here in this article. Um, After he made that comment, but by Sunday afternoon, a new on-air lineup schedule was sent out to CNN management, which had the show being anchored by Harlow, uh, Poppy Harlow, and Sarah Sidner in New York with Collins and Poland, according to people familiar with the uh, the matter. There are ongoing conversations about Don's future, a person familiar with the matter told uh, Confider. He has a constant distraction. Don Lemon is a primetime host. That's what he's done for probably 10 years now on CNN, on the Communist Broadcasting Network and News Network. Um, he has constantly and, and primarily been a, a primetime host. He's had his own hour on Don Lemon Tonight or CNN Tonight or whatever they called it. He was He was the sole character. So he is a major personality. 
And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not saying I'm a fan of him. I'm just saying he is a inherently major personality. So he is being paired up with these two women who are not primarily great hosts. I've just I'm not a CNN this morning watcher, but I'm just not a big fan of the clips I've seen. Um, and he is kind of carrying the show on its back after he was canned from primetime for low ratings. So he is a disgruntled former primetime host put on morning TV, which no one watches national morning TV. No one listens to national morning radio. It's just a a big thing that just doesn't exist. It's local in the morning. You wake up first thing in the morning, you want to see your weather, your news, your politics, your sports of your area. So you go to a local channel, you go to a local station, a local radio show, a local TV show. Um, not Don Lemon and not Hugh Hewitt, not these morning characters nationally. Um, and so it's not a big deal whether or not they're good. But when they say something as controversial as what Don Lemon said, he's going to be taken off. And I'm not saying he should be taken off because of what he said. I think the whole point of the show and the whole point of having these hosts on cable television is to invoke outrage and is to invoke ratings. I bet you, as a matter of fact, more people watched CNN this morning today, this morning to see if Don Lemon was there than any other morning in the history of the show. It's not a very long-running uh, show. No one watches this show. And so I don't think him being a, a controversial op opinion holder on this show is a bad thing. I don't think it's bad for the ratings and bad for the network. Now, I'm not saying what he said is right. I'm not trying to defend what he said. I'm just saying inherently he ain't wrong. He isn't wrong. <laughs> I mean, he's, he, he is wrong, but I mean, I don't, I don't think you should can him for saying what he feels like saying and saying what he believes in. If CNN did that for every person, I mean, I just, I don't know if they'd have anyone on staff still. If Fox News did that to Tucker Carlson, they wouldn't have a network anymore. I mean, it's just, let, let's let's be real. You have to look at this in a bigger perspective than just your feelings are hurt. And if they're going to can him for that, good for them. It's going to be the, the nail in the coffin for their network, which is already down 70% since Trump got out of, out of office. Um, it'd be stupid for them to do so. I don't see them doing so. But, you know, if he is, he is. And I'm not a Don Lemon fan. I'm not a, a fan of this program. I've not never watched an entire episode or even an hour of CNN This Morning. If I wake up in the morning, I listen to Brandon Boxer on 610. I will listen to Hugh Hewitt on 98.9. I don't listen to these massive national shows um, on TV. I just, I'm not a fan. I'd rather listen to local weather, local traffic, local sports, local politics, and I would national first thing in the morning. The show is going to get canned in, in six months as soon as the contracts are up. It's not a big deal who hosts it. No one watches it anyway. Um, if Don Lemon says it and gets it in the news sometimes, it's probably not a bad thing. If Don Lemon's a little controversial sometimes and says and, and gets the name of the show in the news, gets the name of the host in the news, gets CNN in the news, which they desperately need. They are the news, but they need to get in the news to stay afloat because Trump's out of office because they don't have their saving grace, Donald J. Trump, to keep them on the air. So... They do whatever they can for controversy. And it wouldn't surprise me if this Don Lemon thing is planned to get him out of this position and back into primetime or back into something where he's happy. But CNN lost Cuomo. He's on News Nation now. News Nation, by the way, I wanna, I'm going to go here really quick, is a tremendous broadcasting group. I'm not a big Nexstar fan, but their national show, the morning show, and where they actually talk about issues from a, a very nonpartisan perspective. I, I never turned on a news program, not a commentary, but a news program on News Nation and said that is a, a bipartisan or a, 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 a very partisan host. That person hates Republicans. I've never said this watching News Nation, so props to y'all uh, over there. But, um, yeah, that's... They lost Cuomo. They lost their CEO, Jeff Zucker. 
The only person from old CNN left is Poppy Harlow, who was a news reporter, and then Don Lemon, who is a, a commentator. So if they want to keep CNN afloat, they have to keep these two people. That's why they put them together, I think, is to be like, this is old CNN. If you want to watch old CNN first thing in the morning at 4 a.m. when no one's watching TV, go right ahead. But that is my comments on Don Lemon because I think it's important to cover news in, in, in this industry, in this industry. I don't think the media should be silent about the media. I'm sorry. I just hit the mic. Um, <laughs> I don't think the media should be silent about the media. You know, I'm just I, – I don't think it should be a major – quiet talking point. I think I should cover it and talk about it here because it's it's incredibly important. Just to be just frank that our media needs to be tracked by the media. We need to hold each other accountable. So, Wednesday on the program, we're going to cover whatever news pops up between now and Wednesday. Maybe Biden's key visit. Maybe we'll have some news on, I don't know, we'll see. But anyways, my name is GOP Josh on the Red Future Radio Network, the vice president of the network. Um, I love being on Red Teacher Radio. Um, very cool. So we are hopping into the new week very bigly with Red Teacher Radio Sports at redteacherradio.com and in the show notes below. And stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader.